the Jaguars win, and I don't know what to do. Are you handling it okay? Talk about it today here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, good people on this victorious Monday? I'm Tony Wiggins, your host of Locked On Jaguars, and we thank you for joining us and making us your first listen here on Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day and reminding you that we are free on all platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, you do not have to pay for this content. Today's episode of Locked On Jaguars is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Lost for words today, y'all. Not because the Jaguars won, because they've won games before. Although it's not quite as many as they've lost before, but... I've talked to you guys. Uh, I've talked to. I've done podcasts after the Jaguars won. I, I had to come to grips with how I was feeling because it's new, it's different, and um, it's like long term. It feels sort of permanent, you know. Um, my expectations have changed overnight, and I know I'm not going back and telling you that what I think their record or what I thought their record was going to be, which I, I think I predicted 10 and seven is going to be any different. It's not an overreaction. It's not about that. It's not about what the results are, are, are going to be more or less. It's almost like I feel this franchise grew up and that we are headed. And the, the one thing I always used to talk about was, can we ever get to the point where we know, like the worst is really over. Like we're really headed towards um, a sense of normalcy and that there has, a, there's a legitimate chance of progress to, to the point where we'll get, have prosperity and it, that it's sort of like semi-permanent where it's like here all the time. That's what I feel like. The feeling I have is, you know, I don't know if you guys have had kids. I, you know, I raised like a whole tribe of them. But when your kid walks, you say, "I'll be glad when he starts walking." And now all of a sudden he's walking, and he'll you realize he ain't crawling no more, ever, unless he's just joking and playing. He or she. That's what I felt happened yesterday. And the reason why I felt that was not because they just won a football game. But it's the how and the why they won that game, the manner in which they did it. And the fact that that doesn't seem like it happened because of luck. Or it it doesn't seem like they just slipped and and fell into a, a win. It feels like we 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 made it, y'all. That's what it feels like. It feels like we're on our way. 
Doesn't mean that, you know, I can predict that they're ever going to win a Super Bowl or anything like that. What I'm talking about is the team will play competent football moving forward. It doesn't mean that they won't have their bad days, but what it means is their normal day is one that they're really, really competitive. In the past, their normal day was them getting smoked by somebody, and we knew it other than them making a, a, a play here or having a game or two here where they either won, like last year against Buffalo. I never felt that we were the, this team was on their way when they beat the Bills. I thought the Bills had a bad day last year. And the Jags had a good day. And everything that could go right for Jacksonville went right, and everything that could go wrong for Buffalo went wrong, and they still barely beat them. This was different. And I'm not acting like they went out here and beat the Super Bowl champions or anything. They beat a team that, quite frankly, probably couldn't win in Jacksonville if you gave them a three-touchdown head start. But it's it wasn't even about the opponent. It was about them. I, I don't care who they were playing yesterday. I would probably have the same feeling. And that feeling is and, – and, and forgive me if I'm not speaking as quickly as I normally do or – my, my words are a little bit more measured today because my feelings are, are more measured. And it kind of reminds me of the Jaguars game yesterday. My expectations overnight, I woke up this morning thinking they're not supposed to lose. They, they shouldn't get whipped by anybody anymore. They shouldn't get thrashed or whipsawed by a, another team unless they just have an awful day. And then when they do, you just go, ah, ain't nothing. That's not really who they are. We know who they are. Just this sense of belief that this organization has now sort of turned the corner and gotten themselves in a position where I looked at the standings today and they're, they're first, and it's only two weeks. But the competent way, and I, and, I, and I hope I don't overuse that word, I'll say the professional manner in which they went out and played the game. And how they transitioned from last week, how they actually transitioned from a game where they knew they let one get away. I'm not going to necessarily say they outplayed Washington, but the ebb and the flow of the game at some point when they took a lead and then had the ball in Washington territory again, they they were right there on the cusp of it, man. They they were right there. And to, to go through that and then still be able to rechannel everything and it's almost as if you were flying the wall. You heard them in the locker room at some point th th this past week between game one and two, look at each other and say, cut the crap. We, we, we're we going to beat them. We should have won that game. You wonder if they're kicking themselves now saying, damn it, we should be 2-0. and oh. And when you get guys here that have that expectation and that have that feeling where they can feel that way and know, damn it, I screwed up. Let's get it right and have that accountability. It's unreal. There were two people that had accountability that not that they needed to make amends for last week, but there were two people that when you think about it, folks in the media or, or either fans on social media said the reason they were so let down is because the two people that had the biggest expectation from might've been the most responsible for not winning last week. And those two people stepped up. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yesterday, they were the heroes. 
and they have to be because they're the leaders of the team. The two I'm talking about are head coach Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback. I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean by that in segment two on Locked On Jaguars after I tell you guys about prize picks. I was in it yesterday, man. I picked a five-team fantasy daily entry with my projections. Geno Smith was seven yards away from me winning 10 times my money. I bet $25. I could have won $250, but I still won $50 because I did what's called a flex, and I got four out of five right, so I still doubled my investment. You can do the same if you download the Prize Picks app from your app store or go to prizepicks.com and sign up. And once you sign up, if you use the promo code locked on, you're going to get a 100% match of your funds on your first deposit up to $100. Whatever you put in, 50, they'll match 50. 100, they'll match 100. But what it is is your daily fantasy where you take these entries that that's players and what the projections are about their yards and you go more or less whatever prizepicks.com has laid that number to be. It's real easy. You'll enjoy it. You'll have fun. It'll give you another incentive to watch the game. Now that we know the Jaguars are competent, you're not necessarily worried whether or not they're going to be competitive, but you can't put some extra money in your pocket if you can get it right. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com or download the app and start taking advantage of this wonderful, wonderful game. All right, man, we're going to roll along here on segment two here on Locked on Jaguars. As I was about to tell you about our sponsor, Prize Picks, I talked to I mentioned that the two people that stepped up, let me recap last week what happened. Doug Peterson went for it. He was being aggressive. I don't want him to ever stop doing that. I want him to continue to be aggressive and go for it whenever he feels like it because that's just who he is. He probably got a little pass happy last week. Went for two maybe when he probably shouldn't have or I wouldn't necessarily shouldn't necessarily say he shouldn't have. But when you compound all of those things and combine with the fact that Trevor had some misses. And you look back and if there was five things you could go back and undo. That weren't just flat out player error like the hips of Andre Cisco turning the wrong way and, and giving up that pass to McLaurin. That's a correctable thing on feet on the field but you can't take it away because of what they actually did but if you look back at things that you wish you could have back trevor probably wishes he could have a couple of those throws back last week and doug peterson probably wishes he could have three of those calls that he made and the reason why that's so important because that's your head coach and your quarterback that's your best player and and your leader they were absolutely incredible yesterday by the way, I didn't even mention the, the game itself because I did a postcast yesterday. You all know what the score was. It was 24 nothing. It was a donut. By the way, yeah, the Jags won yesterday 24 nothing against the Colts. But I already told you that in the postcast, and you already know that. It's because I'm doing this podcast a little bit late because for the first time in my life, Cat didn't have my tongue. I was just very, very lost and very – I felt really, really weird about how I felt. So I just wanted to come on here and be as honest – organic and as transparent as I could be but Trevor Lawrence had five incompletions on 30 pass attempts and they ran the ball 37 times they probably did to the coach what the coach wanted to do to them a very patient workmanlike move the sticks control the clock take the three instead of going for it 
before halftime, going forward on fourth down and rolling Trevor out of the pocket, Trevor out of the pocket and giving him a double option, whether he could throw it or run it. Just an unreal game called offensively and defensively. Shout out to Mike Caldwell, the defensive coordinator. And I'll talk about talk about him uh, towards the end of the segment, too. It showed me that these guys are really accountable. The two guys that, you know, we talked about last week that wishes they could have a do-over went out and on in the home opener and said, you know what? We're going to step forward and we're going to be the example and we're going to play better and we're going to coach better and we're going to, we're going to lead. And then Josh Allen, your defensive leader yesterday, had the best game he's ever had here, in my opinion. Two sacks, multiple pressures, a forced fumble. And then Rayshon Jenkins, who's been criticized by a lot of people, had his best game as a Jaguar, very active, hitting, hitting people, got an interception. Devin Lord, who got off to a slow start in his rookie campaign so far, showed up a week after Trayvon Walker showed up and says, this is why you use the first round pick on me. He was active and got an interception. Follow Fadakazi. And Devon Hamilton were critical in stopping the run and stopping Jawan Taylor. I mean, not Jawan Taylor. I'm going to talk about Jawan in segment three. But that little running back from Indy, Taylor, Jonathan, he got loose one time, and that's it. And that's after the Jaguars had a 24-0 lead. Adam Gosses, who was let go a week before the season but then picked up right before the season started again, Showed you why he was invaluable and why I almost flipped the lid when they when they cut him. I think looking back at it, I'm surprised he didn't get picked up by another team or asked to come in by another team. I think they cut him and told him that we're gonna resign you before the season. Don't you know if you want to be here? And we we just need to bring some guys in, see if those guys are as good as a couple of the backup players. That's what I think they were bringing in linebackers to see if. Take a look, see up close to see if those guys were better than maybe Shaq Quarterman or or whatever, and then go, okay, no, we, we'll let them go. They weren't, they kept everybody, brought the dudes in, let the dudes go, and then signed Adam Gosses back. But I'm glad they did because he helped fortify and give them another big body in the middle. Roy Robinson Harris, in my opinion, had the best game he's ever played in Jacksonville, maybe even his career. It was just all around a thing of beauty yesterday. And you saw a team be able to transition from one week to the next and correct everything. And here's the pride. And this is what I want to talk about with Mike Caldwell, because this is another thing that you can go back and look at and think about. 24 nothing. the coach drove twice and got close. They got inside the 10-yard line at the end of the game. And you saw those dudes on defense flying around to protect that donut. They wanted that zero. They wanted that shutout. It could have been real easy for them to give up 14 trash points at the end of the game and you don't feel as good about it is because you think whatever happens at the end of one game sort of trans uh, carries over to the next. No, they took pride in it. That's our zero. That's our shutout. These are our fans. It felt good that at the end of the game to see just as many fans at the end of the game as they were as there were when the game started, it felt good that as the final horn sounded, 
I saw the fans give the players a standing ovation. It felt good to leave the arena, uh, to leave the stadium yesterday and see so many people happy. But the happiness was more than just we won a game. I think the happiness was this is what it is. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Not the euphoria of, of, okay, well, we didn't leave here losers today. No, that this is what we need to start getting used to because I just think that this is different. Doesn't mean they're going to win Sunday. They got to they gotta challenge Sunday because that, that team they're playing Sunday out in California is very, very talented and can present, present a bunch of trouble. We got a little jitterbug running back who can catch the ball. You got a big wide receiver who, if you just throw it anywhere near him, he's going to catch it. You got a quarterback that can throw it. They got tight ends. They got an improved offensive line. And they got playmakers all over the field on defense on the, in the front and in the secondary. So they're, that's a handful to go out and play the Chargers. But I bet you're going to be proud of the way they play. Hell, they might even win. I know I look like a great dame. My beard, if you're watching on YouTube, my beard, I got out of the shower. My beard is dripping water every now and then. I'm not slobbering like some dog. Ain't no St. Bernard or nothing, okay? So, but you're going to be proud, I believe, of the way that they play from here on out. Whether they win or lose, I think they're going to battle. I think they're going to let people know that they're just as good, um, on any given play as anybody else. And I'm just, it's different for me. I'm used to being a grief counselor. I want to talk about somebody who got a lot of grief, even from me, and that's Trent Balky. Trent had that Trent had that outfit on yesterday too, man. Y'all ain't seen him using the press box. Trent had this brown suit on, these, these sharp shoes. I spoke to him, he pat me on the back like, what's up? You know, yeah, what's up? I was going to tell him, man, you look like, so I was going to do the A-B like, you know, you got it on today, partner, like Gucci man, you know. But he should be happy because he took a lot of grief. I'm going to tell you one guy he took a lot of grief about. And now he even seems more and more right. And that's an offensive lineman by the name of Jawan Taylor. And I'll tell you about it here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. After I tell you about Turo, if you want to know what Turo is, I'm going to give it to you. It's the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Got a classic or a luxury car for a special event that you want, birthday, holiday, you can get that too. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Check out Turo. All right, man, third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars on a victory Monday. Your boy is just, uh, before y'all get to thinking, okay, we settle down, you know, don't get too hyped. I'm not. 
I'm not. I'm, I'm not telling you they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not telling you they're going to go crazy. I'm not telling you. I'm not trying to say all of these things because I picked them to win the AFC South at 10 and 7. No, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm what I'm trying to say is, you know, that baby ain't teething anymore. I see that little tooth popping through the gums, man. I'm telling you. I, I just get this feeling that the workmanlike and professional way that they went about their business and how they transitioned from a tough loss to a win and how they seemingly corrected stuff and how guys are actually playing up to their potential and how the game plan yesterday was a blueprint. And that's what I said on the postcast, that it was actually a blueprint for everything I said they need to do in order to be successful while they're building their identity. Win early and down in distance. Get to your sub package. Create havoc. Stop the run. Make a team one-dimensional, especially if they have a statue quarterback. Allow the pressure to come from the outside, inside. Get there with four people so you can play coverage. Tackle in the open field. Wherever you make contact, that's where the play ends from the defensive backs. And then be opportunistic where you can keep things in front of you and cause mishap by jumping balls and get turnovers. The Jaguars plus five for the season. I believe we're in the top three in the league or maybe leading the league right now in the turnover ratio. The kicker made a 50-yard field goal. All of these things, man, all of these things, they didn't turn the ball over. All of this stuff, how it just, how everything just plays together. And it's because it started in the offseason. And it also started with having confidence and knowing what type of personnel you have. I recall an instance. I talked about Trent Balky. I recall an instance during the press conference. Somebody was like, they were talking about Jawan Taylor might get cut. Did I ever say that? I may, I may have been on that, not cut, but traded or move on. Or I was I was somewhere in that camp. I'm not going to sit in and, and point that finger at somebody else. I was probably hanging around, you know, that fire too. But I recall the response and the response from Trent was a laugh. <laughs> what? Like that kid can play. Are you kidding me? Tr- get rid who? That kid can play. He's a good player. And I remember everybody going, what is he talking about? He's a good player. He's all right. You know, he's, you know, big 6'5", 325-pound dude. He was right. Y'all going to – we're going to have to all get together, man, and and practice our vocals and go serenade Trent and say, I'm sorry about some things because Juwan Taylor – over these first two weeks, looks like a first-team All-Pro. I'm telling you, it's been a thing of beauty. That kid ain't letting nobody around him. And those penalties that he used to commit are gone. I still think every now and then he gets away with a false start, but that's okay. I'm not, I don't have on zebra, zebra stripes. But he has the most impeccable timing when 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 that ball is snapped. The ball and him are moving at the same time, Jack. As soon as that ball comes back, he's coming back with it. 
and he's not even looking down the line. He does it by looking the other way, and that's the most beautiful thing. It's almost like he's tied to the ball. Because as soon as that ball goes, boom, he goes too. And he's played lights out, and he's kept his head down. He's a quiet kid. He was a little banged up in training camp. But he has been something else, man. He's been their best offensive lineman. I'm happy for him. I know he went through a lot last year with his family, losing his, his, his you know, his mentors, his father, um, the head of his, uh, the head of his house, and um, I couldn't be happier for him. I'm not gonna get all kumbaya and sit here th- saying. That's what motive. I, I, I haven't talked to that kid about that, and I probably won't if I have a chance to. But all I can tell you is he has made a lot of people think differently about him, and he it, he's making a lot of people proud. And side note, he's making himself a lot of money, and that's exactly what they needed. And they're going to have to pay him if they want to keep him because it's going to cost them. Because if he stays healthy, they're not – nobody's getting that job from him. And I think he's going to end up getting the recognition that he deserves. And it really, really helps to have him over there with Brandon Sheriff because I'm starting to think that that side, that right guard, right tackle, right now might be one of the best duos in the NFL. And what did I say about the Jaguars line? At some point, you have to have guys that are the best in the league at something dudes that you can point to christian kirk is telling every every time he catches the ball i hear these words shut up not to me but to everybody who thought that he didn't deserve his money so recap today i was lost for words i still a little bit am my expectations are are real and they've changed it has gone from optimism to tangible expectations that this team is always going to be able to to do their thing, how Trevor and Doug transitioned from a so-so, you know, not really, so it's not a bad week, but a week where you, they're the leaders. You expect them, you know, if I used to watch Michael Jackson and his brothers, if I watched the Jacksons, if somebody's going to mess up, I thought it was going to be Tito. It wasn't going to be Michael. So last week I thought Mike was a little off, but today, no, they got it right. Doug and, and Trevor really, really are two of the brightest spots this week instead of being surprising, surprisingly not bright bright spots last week. And Jawan Taylor and, and Trent, Trent was right. Jawan Taylor can play. Maybe he had the benefit of bad coaching. Maybe he had to get Warhop up out of here and get somebody in there that could really make this kid's potential pop because that, exactly, that is exactly what has happened. I want to let you guys know also about the Peacock and Williamson podcast being your next listen. We're your first listen here on Locked on Jaguars. Your second listen is the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Well, you know what it is with me, man. You get me right here on Locked on Jaguars every single day because it's your team every day. And we thank you once again for making us your first listen. Jaguar fans, I hope you feel good. Teams one and one. Got a tough game to go out west next week. We'll start previewing that game with a little bit of a look ahead and and talk about the keys of the game. And then in the middle of the week, of course, we do what we always do. We come back with a crossover edition where we talk to Locked On Chargers on Thursday, and we'll 
do all of that and get you set for this week's matchup. Till next time, y'all do what I always say. Take care of each other, and we'll see you here on Locked on Jaguars.